and it's my job now to trust others, to teach others, to give information and to show the best of Africa and the best of Morocco and give a good image about Africa and Morocco in hope that like more opportunities will flow. Welcome to the Built in Africa podcast, where we connect trailblazers of the African diaspora through the unifying language of tech. On this episode, we connect with Ahmed Azabi, software engineer at Automatic and the creator of the website remote.ma, which is a blog that's all about remote working. Let's get into it. Ahmed's journey into tech shows the importance of curiosity and listening to your own voice. Now let's get into it. The story started maybe 10 years ago. I was like 17. I got my first computer and Mm -hmm. my first internet connection. And then I discovered this thing called Mm -hmm. e-commerce. So I started building uh, like e-commerce website using Magento at the time. Yeah, I started with some HTML, um, CSS, and some JavaScript, and I really liked it. Um, that was like the day when, uh, when I started actually making money from the internet. I was 17 years old. I didn't have anything legal. Uh, I used my parents' name in every legal paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one day I asked my father, um, can you go to Western Union? I have some money there. Then when he came back, it was like $400, I think, which is a lot here in Morocco. <laughs> and he said, we should talk about this. <laughs> From where this money is coming. Uh, so I explained that, yeah, I was, what I was selling is actually premium accounts for sites like RapidShare, Mega Upload. So I was basically like buying them uh, with mm-hmm. PayPal and then selling them with local money in Morocco. Because at the time, people don't have like an international credit card they can use on these websites. And then uh, I think my biggest mistake uh, was we, we learned actually like we studied two years and then we pass an exam. And mm-hmm. depending on your or on your um, GPA, like the equivalent mm-hmm. of GPA uh, in the US, you get to choose which school you will go to, engineering mm-hmm. school. And you get also to choose either electrical engineering or mm-hmm. mechanical engineering, etc. Mm-hmm. And I got like a really good good score. And at the time, like software engineering was for the low ranked people. So I got a lot of voices telling me, like uh, people telling me, like you have a good score, uh, you shouldn't do software engineering. But I knew, mm-hmm. like I want to do software engineering. Uh, so that's why I ended up choosing electrical engineering, which was mm-hmm. a bad decision. So yeah, I. I just studied the bare minimum to get a passing degree. And then on the side, I started learning software engineering on my own. As more companies continue to operate under the premise that tech talent is evenly distributed, remote jobs are becoming increasingly popular. Listen as Ahmed discusses why he launched the platform remote and what attracted him to working remotely. So it was back in 2018. So yeah, mm-hmm. two years ago, like from 
the university, I wanted to work remotely. So I already knew about some companies working remotely, like Automatic, Basecamp, and others. I was just following their blog, reading about them. And I always had the idea that I want to work remotely. But I was thinking that maybe I need like five years or 10 years of experience because like before trying to get an, a remote job. But in, in 2018, um, I got in a fight with my manager. Um, it's not like a real five, <laughs> kind of a five. Yeah. And I decided I would just start posting to remote jobs. So I posted to a bunch and yeah, I got rejected a lot of times, but then Automatic responded um, to my uh, like job request. Um, so yeah, we, we had few interviews, a few code tests. I was offered the job and I accepted it. And up until that point, I really had no idea about how to do this legally. I was just going with the interview mm -hmm. process. Um, I wasn't thinking about the legal stuff and yeah, like I was thinking that I'm not the first one doing this. So yeah, it should be a solution. Like it's not that bad. So I did what everyone do, which is Googling stuff, um, how to work remotely from Morocco. And this is when I found out there is nothing, like really nothing out there. Um, like the first result were just some generic results from Wikipedia or some big websites, but like nothing specific to Morocco. Now, if you Google it, you will find remote.ma, but mm -hmm. at the time, like there was, there was nothing out there. So this is when I decided that once I figured this out, uh, I will write about it and make it mm -hmm. public because like there is a need for this. So yeah, I started uh, contacting uh, accountants asking questions about how to how to do this legally get a lot of mm -hmm. information figure out how to pay myself etc and then i started making articles and writing mm -hmm. them in the remote.ma blog and yeah this is when i discovered that a lot of people actually wanted this mm -hmm. kind of information uh, maybe Two things. The first one is um, related to my first experience with where I was kind of micromanaged, if you can say that. Um, so I really didn't have a lot of freedom to organize my work and do my work the way I want. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is I wasn't in control of my working hours. That kind of uh, rigid system, I hated it. And that's when like I I started thinking about remote working as a way of taking control of your working hours. Working as a remote developer, while often romanticized, is no easy undertaking, as it requires a lot more than technical skills. Listen as Ahmed shares the keys to being a successful remote developer. So the first one is organization. As I said, like you have a lot of things that will be added to your daily job. And like when you work remotely, you're not obliged to work like a set of hours. And that's a double-edged sword because you are given a lot of freedom. Um, so both extremes will be either you are not working all day or you are working too much. So it's, it's up to you to organize your day and like know when to stop and uh, like how to distribute your working hours uh, throughout the day. So I think that's uh, like the first um, thing that really helps. It's being organized. 
And the second one is we, we talk about this a lot in, in remote companies, which is async communication. So when you work from an office, generally all of you work at the same time. So if you are stuck or something, you can just go and ask someone and you will get the answer. But when you work from like in a remote company, like people are all, all over the world and usually in different time zones. Um, so you are not like you can just go and ping someone and they will answer you. It's not possible. So you need to be at like to adapt yourself to this asynchronous communication where you ask something, go do something else until you get a response. Or um, like asynchronous communication goes also in meetings. When you work from an office, like meetings are done like in an instant, like yeah. let's go 10 people, mm -hmm. do a meeting, spend one hour arguing about <laughs> uh, some nonsense. Uh, but in the remote company, it's hard to get like everyone together at the same time. Yeah. So you spend less time doing meetings, more time working, but all the decisions are made asynchronously. Um, so mm -hmm. in practice, it's supposed uh, where um, you describe everything and then you ask people specific questions for specific feedback and then you let it run maybe for a day or two so like people can respond and give their feedback and then you can summarize it and have some decisions but all of this is done like asynchronously not in the meeting or something like that And that's it for this episode. If you haven't already, check out the full article on our website, builtinafrica.io, found in the description. And while you're there, subscribe to our newsletter so we may keep you up to date with the latest. But until then, keep building.